All right, episode 43 of the Three Star Recruits podcast. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Mooney's Bar and Grill. Uh, we will be doing a review of mac and cheese. Uh, so go check out Mooney's. Thank you to them for sending us over this mac and cheese. They have a Mac of the Month. Tonight's Mac of the Month is lasagna and Spirit of Christmas. So we're going to do a review of this. We've all had a little bit. We've tried it. But we're going to try a little more while we're recording, and then we're going to give us our honest review. So dig in, boys. Let me know what you think. I've had a couple of this. I mean, compared, compared to some I've already had there. Oh, man. What's your favorite Mac there? That's was, not Mac of the Month. I was just going to ask that. I, <clears throat> I usually go for the bacon cheeseburger Mac. It's always a st- staple. I'm a big the stinger, dude. which is Loves. a big thing in Buffalo. Yeah. So going to school there. Which is chicken fingers and steak. Yeah. Hot sauce. Yeah. The hot sauce part doesn't always agree with me. And the and the bomb, the bomb mac and cheese is also great. I would go stinger, then three pigs, which is like the three different like the bacon, the sausage, and the steak or whatever it is. He loves the sausage. Yeah. It's not Polish though. <laughs> All right. Jesus. All right. This is good. It is. It tastes like Russ said, it tastes more like Lasagna than mac and cheese. Yep. I think because basically lasagna is a pasta. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go. So we're going to rate this out of five or ten. Sorry. Ten. I'm going. I'm giving it a solid 7.5. Um, it is definitely good. If we were going over there this week, I would have no problem ordering this again. <clears throat> In the spirit of the barstool pizza reviews, I can't go too high because what if the next one blows That's my true. balls off and I don't want to go up right? It. Then you want balls. So to me, seven point five is a very solid score. Seven five. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm going seven one. I'm going seven one because I love my mac and cheese. This is really good. I agree. I, I would definitely go over there and order this. I'm gonna go seven one, just because. I feel like it's just it's lasagna. It's like lasagna with different noodles. Still good. <clears throat> still ordered. It got great flavor to it. Good cheese. I'm going seven one. Yeah. I I'm going seven two. Um maybe a little too much ricotta in there. I assume that's what the cheese is. That's what it tastes like in there. But it's it's very good. Um with I'm I'm going seven two. With these flavors and these ingredients, they could make a killer actual lasagna. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. I'm a fan. So there it is. There's our mac and cheese review, courtesy of Mooney's. If you live in the area, you have a Mooney's near you, go check this out. Good stuff for sure. I mean, we talked to, I mean, bomb sandwich, side of, yeah. side of blue cheese, one of my favorites. Yep. Appetizers are banging over yeah, there. Yeah. Stuff banana their, their burgers are out of this world. Yep. Allie always gets like the pulled pork sandwich with the golden barbecue sauce. Stuff, yeah. The stuffed banana peppers are like a roulette game, though, because some of them are mild and some of them are rather hot. <laughs> yeah, It's the same coming out, too, isn't it? It's kind of like Bean Boozled. Or whatever the hell <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so speaking of Bean Boozled, we just recorded a Christmas special of Naughty or Nice Jelly Beans, Bean Boozled, also brought to you by Mooney. So go check that out. This mac and cheese is really good. We'll dabble on that and we're done recording. I agree. So go check that video out. We'll put that out on YouTube. That will not be on the podcast. So if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, head, excuse me, head over to YouTube. It was a mac and cheese coming back up. Oh, 
You're listening on Apple or Spotify? <laughs> Did it taste sure just it as good? Shit-flavored <laughs> jelly bean? No, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, go over to YouTube, check out that video. <clears throat> I was the healthy winner of that. I don't know if it was healthy. Everyone did pretty good, except for Russ almost threw up finally. <laughs> well, that last it was one barf. was barf flavor. Okay. Yeah, it kind of hit me. All right. <laughs> Let's get into some sports. And I'm going to get into a topic right away that I think we both, last weekend, we were kind of like, there's three of us both. here. There's three of us. <laughs> well, the other two. <laughs> so, oh, we got a point. We're missing Stat Boy. Yeah, we are. We don't have a Stat Boy tonight. Stat boy up and went to Florida for some fucking reason. <laughs> he's not back. He's a, yeah, he's like drive. He's like in South Carolina. Yeah, right I don't now. think he realized he has to quarantine. When he's yeah, back. he flew down, but he's driving back. I mean, unless you got paid to do that to drive someone's car back. Yeah, so he's gonna be back. He's gonna yeah. have to quarantine. I don't. Know, we're out. We don't have a stat boy. So our long ass drive to Myrtle last spring was only about halfway. Or depending on where he went in Florida, right? Isn't doing that by yourself. Oh yeah, no way. No way. Anywho. Not, not a chance. All right. So the first thing I want to get into is uh we're all big golf fans here. Uh-huh. And I want to talk about the Charlie Woods, the PNC, and I think we all got to watch our fair share of it. So I'm gonna go and get into my first gripe. I say fair share because I think that somebody dropped the ball, whether it be an NBC or wherever, golf channel, whoever had that opportunity there. When Tiger Woods says, I'm going to play with my 11-year-old phenom kid, and Justin Thomas is going to play with his dad, you know damn well someone's going to want to watch every one of those shots or as many as possible. Right. And I felt like they did a very poor job of getting that on the air for people to watch. Yeah, because it never came on until 2 o'clock, yeah. 3 o'clock. I don't know what time it was, Saturday and yep. same Sunday. So I was going to say it was definitely tape delayed because yeah. – I yeah. read that Tom, the Thomas's won, won prior to it even coming on the yes. air Sunday. Which, were, that annoys the hell out of me. Yep. Yeah, there was like four or five holes left, and I'm scrolling through Instagram, and there's Justin Thomas's dad holding the yeah the belts. Yeah. I just what I could watch of it, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. In fact, Charlie is my Charlie's my first star of the week. This week, I think um, what he did was awesome to watch. Incredible. The kid's swing is phenomenal. I see a lot of his dad's mannerisms, but I also see a little bit of Justin or Dustin Johnson in his swing at the top and the way he clears out his hips and he's got that angle. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. He, some of the videos were I, Sunday. I think they did a side by side of him and Tiger and it was like identical. Yeah. And he's even got a little Justin Thomas in his feet. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's actually pretty ridiculous how good the kid is for 11 years old. Yeah. It's and they comprehend. Yeah, and I know Justin told a couple of stories, I think, before the tournament started because him and Tiger are neighbors. He went over there like three years ago and had a putting competition with Tiger, him, and Charlie, and they played nine holes. And going to the last hole, Charlie had a one-shot lead on both of them. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. And he was, talking, he was talking shit. And Justin said, I birdied, he parred. I ended up winning. <laughs> That's just how he ended it. So I, re- I read the other day when Tiger was this age, he was a two handicap, and he was scratched by the time he was 13. Yeah. And Ron texted us the other day and said, I can't wait to see this kid eight to 10 years. And my first thought was eight to 10 years. I'm giving this kid three to four tops, and he's going to be, you're going to hear about him. He might be up there. I'm not going to say he's going to win it, but he's going to be 
a very good player. I'm assuming he's going to hit a growth spurt. You you know Ricky's already buying for OK State to yeah. reel him in. <laughs> but you know, I mean, he's if he's probably going to play in the USAM and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to play in this last year, and Tiger didn't want to because he said, I didn't feel like he, he hit it far enough yet. He didn't quite carry the ball far enough yet. If this kid hits another growth spurt, another, I mean, he's at that age, like, he's 11. Dude, a couple times he hit a drive. I don't even know if the ball was 50 yards from him. He's, like, turning around giving his dad the thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his dad. His dad's walking when he makes putts. Yeah. So, I think I think in three or four years, I mean, he, this time next year, he could be a foot taller. Yeah. He's 11 years old. Yeah. And if he's a, he's a foot taller, he's going to hit it that much further. He's already hitting a – I didn't see the exact stats. Set around like, 220, Yeah, I was going to say a little over 200, so – which is crazy for 11 years old. So in my in my days of working in the golf business, I did a few, quite a few actually, junior clinics. And I can tell you there wasn't a single kid that could get a chip shot high enough off the ground to get spin on it. And he was hitting bunker shots that were taking one hop and stopping. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think people, I mean, you guys understand. I just don't think people, like the average person who watched that doesn't understand how good that kid is. Yeah. Right. They have no idea. Yeah. It, it was phenomenal. And my, I think my favorite part of the weekend was on Saturday when they were playing, Woods and Thomas's were playing together. There were, I don't know what holes, like 13, 14. It was a dog leg left. And Thomas hit a little fade and he went in the bunker. And Charlie left a little note in the bunker. It said, draw hole. Did you hear the story behind that? <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Just, it was like Thomas's dad had been like working with him. Or, which I, I did hear that Justin Thomas's dad has been another set of eyes while teaching yes. him growing up. I know that, like, I think Thomas lives, like, less than a mile from Tiger. So, yep. it just, the kid is absolutely incredible. Absolutely yep. incredible. My only gripe is I wish they would have had it on TV. Now, did they do the, I think they did the whole, like, Peacock thing. Like, I don't, I should not have to pay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look into how everything was. I expected it to be on Golf Channel, and it wasn't on there. Until, like, 3 o'clock or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It was phenomenal. I can't get over how good the kid is. I mean, yeah. I don't think people realize how good he is. And I think Tiger's doing a very good job, and we knew he would do this. He's doing a very good job of protecting Charlie from the media. I don't think Charlie did any interviews all week. No. Which did, he shouldn't be. Right. He shouldn't be. So I don't think he did He did anything. Tiger took the brunt of it. And just, I think Tiger made comment about that one day. I don't know if it was after a round or anything. He said, I told him my job is I'll handle the media. And he can just go practice and worry about everything else. Yeah. And he did a very good job of that. So I think my personal opinion is the one thing that got overlooked and I noticed while watching was everyone said, oh, we're seeing Tiger basically 2.0. We're watching. We didn't get to see Tiger grow up at our age, but now we are watching basically Tiger grow up again with his son. What I noticed was they had people out there walking around. What Charlie doesn't realize yet, and he will when he gets older, is he's already, in my opinion, he's inspiring kids to play oh, golf. Yeah. He's inspiring that youth. I saw kids out there walking around. You know those kids are walking around like, this looks fun. This kid's having a blast. You know, whatever. He's going to be, his, he, there's a really good chance he's going to be just like his dad. He's going to inspire a lot of people to pick up a golf club. I really think that's going to happen. And if he, he may have already done it. With yeah. all the buzz it got last week. There might be kids that said, hey, I want golf clubs for Christmas now. Yeah, and I didn't look into too many ages. I don't know how old, like, Matt Kuchar's son was. He looked younger, but I'm guessing he was he's older than 14, 11. 15. Yeah, he's he's older. John Daly's son is going 
will be a senior next year. Yeah, so he's. I remember. I thought last year because I thought him and John won it last year. Uh, they may have. And I thought he was like sixteen last year, so. He's already committed to Arkansas. Yeah. So he's already committed to a college. So he's a pretty good player. Yeah. So yeah, that was my takeaway. I don't. I, it was fun to watch. Incredible to watch. I mean, he could probably be half the guys at our club from RTs. Half? <laughs> yeah. 75%. Is that why you didn't join? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scared of Charlie. So, yeah, I, I already sent out a text to a management group, see if he's available for Corny next year. <laughs> he's too young. Sorry, Cookie. Yeah, they, might, they might give an exemption because it's Tiger's kid. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see what I can do. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, something near and dear to our heart, our Buffalo Bills. 25 years, man. 25 years. That fucking felt good the other night to watch that. Yeah. And it was convincing. Yeah. Yes, it was. So good to see that. Their th- third quarter woes have not shown up the last four or five games, it seems like. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while <clears throat> since we've seen it. And I, I remember... My brother and I were FaceTiming and talking during the game. And I mean, him and I grew up together. And I just said, You and I used to watch Bills games. I watched them lose four Super Bowls on a damn TV that was like 12 inches and had the knob that clicked when you turned it. And it only had 12 channels. And then, like, when it would go fuzzy, you'd swat the side of it to try to get it to come back in. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, I was 10 years old the last time they won the, the division. And I just, so, I mean, I joked on the other podcast, I said, I know it's like to be a Cubs fan, but the Cubs fans waited like, I don't know what it was, like a, yeah. those those, like people were, those, those people were babies and yeah. dead by the time that happened. Yes. But it's extremely fun to watch, man. Josh Allen is, like. He's, he's in my eyes, pushing, pushing his name up further on that MVP. I agree list. with you now. A few weeks ago, I didn't, because I'm like, he's got to do more. But yeah. Rogers struggled a little bit this week. Um, Wilson hasn't looked good the past, I don't know, three weeks maybe. Or so. longer. Let's say Wilson's been out of that race, I think. Yeah, I, think he's, I don't think he's in even that conversation. Yeah, last five or six and Mahomes is, he's still putting up some numbers, but it's not crazy. I don't know what he ended up throwing up. It's like 260 this week and four touchdowns, but he's, he's not throwing for crazy numbers. I don't think he really has all year. They're just efficient. Yeah. Right. Like they 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 win. They're efficient. I mean, you you knew the the stat the other day. Kansas City is like zero and six against the spread in the last six games. You know they're like seven eight points. A couple of those they were double digit. You know you know favorites, but that doesn't always mean it's his fault though. That no, can, it could be no. defense giving. There him is points. some. If you, you watch the Chiefs games. He's still oh he's phenomenal. In my opinion, still the best player in football. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. He's definitely. Fun that's been all the debate again this week. The same as it was last week. Is is it? Buffalo, KC, or Green Bay? Who is it going to be? Because yep. I don't think there's anyone else that can compete for it right now. And then it, it got even, their win got even better, in my opinion, when we watched <laughs> Steelers get their shit kicked in and realized that the Bills now have the two seat. The season ended today. Yep. And the, I'll say the statisticians, whatever you want to call them, that are experts, they have it at like 68% of the Bills are going to be the two seat. I mean, they could. But very good chance they clinch two seed this week. Yeah, if they win, if they win and Pittsburgh loses, Indianapolis it's clinched. Yep. So, yeah, and I'll tell you the game I, I want to see, and it sounds weird, but I want Pittsburgh to lose this week, and I want the Browns to win, 
see that. Yes. Yeah. That'd be one hell of a comeback this year. With you have the Steelers undefeated, it looked like they had that division wrapped up. That'd be one hell of a move by the Browns. And yep. actually, I believe the Browns. No, Baker Mayfield is my second star of the week. Uh, Baker for he's having a great December. He's averaging 324 yards a game. He's throwing eight touchdowns, only one interception. Browns can win the division for the first time in 18 years. Yeah, watch out those feisty Jets uh, this week. Dude. <laughs> was that not the dumbest? And I talked to a Jets fan this week, and he was, he was just <clears throat> pissed. Like, okay, you don't, he goes, at this point, if they made it obvious, who gives a shit? Right. Who cares? Yeah, the only argument there is I heard somebody on Jacksonville said this because they started interviewing the Jacksonville players about, hey, you might get first overall. And if you're a Jets player, for example, we got to keep in mind that those players are still competing for a job. Yeah. Yeah. And unless your boss comes down and tells you, hey, throw this game, and I guarantee I'll still re-sign you or something, you know, you might have free agents on that team. They're still fighting for a job next year, and they're not going to go out and purposely – Throw right. games yeah. to hurt themselves. Yeah, and, and think about Darnold. If if the Jets were to get that first pick, he's gone. He's basically trying out for new teams right now. Yeah, yeah. So as a, as a fan, yeah, it's probably obviously we're not Jets fans, but if you're a Jets fan, you're probably just so pissed after last week. But I don't. They should have the won the last two. Yeah, I mean it's not completely gone, right? They no, they could no, still lose not. out, and Jacksonville could win know, one. Yeah, win yeah. one, I guess. But yep. I mean, it cost me two hundred fifty dollars because my futures bet went out the window. Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but it's just like, I don't know. That sucks, man. I mean, they're still probably going to get a quality quarterback. Who knows? Maybe five years down the road, six years down the road, Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Lawrence. We don't know. I think that's uh. Go ahead. I say that that's if they're picking at number two, I'm not convinced they pick a quarterback now. Yeah. Really? No. Yeah, not. I, in fact, I would bet against it. You think they'll stick with Darnold? They need a new coach. Can you draft yeah. a coach? Because they need one of those. <laughs> yeah, they need I, a coach. I think they either take one of the elite receivers in the draft or that, was it Panay Sewell, the big offensive tackle? Right. I think they take one of them and put and give Darnold some weapons. Cause I, I think our, Darnold's capable I, of playing well. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd have to be convinced that Fields is substantially better than Darnold. And he did not look good against Northwestern. He can't sit in the pocket. Right. So I, I, in my opinion, if they end up with number two, they don't pick a quarterback. And I, I'd be going as far as saying if I know we're going to get to it in a little bit is college football playoff. If Clemson dominates Ohio State and makes Fields look bad, he might not even be a first round pick. That's a bold statement. I mean, if he didn't look good against Northwestern, I mean they only played what six games this year. You know, like he any- probably he probably looked good in two or three of those games. He just didn't look stety. <clears throat> hasn't thrown the ball well. You if Clemson dominates him, I don't. I don't know if. You I think teams will look a at a chance different. on him. I. He's got that, and I think we've seen it. We saw a bunch of running quarterbacks come in the league, and we st- we still see Lamar. But Lamar's really the only true dual threat quarterback. Yeah. If I'm thinking yeah. quickly off the top of my head, it will almost uh, run first. Yeah, I mean, and that's what Fields is to me. Right. So. Breaking news from yeah. ESPN. Um, F- Fields is more of a running guy than, to me. So I don't know if the league's going more back to the, the passing guy. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious. Yeah, I don't I don't know if, if Clemson 
puts up numbers and doesn't make him look good. Obviously, a lot of guys go off their pro days and things like that, yeah. but but in my eyes, I don't know if he's a first round pick. That's yeah. That's I don't know. I mean, we can. I actually it was one of the things I was going to ask you guys about tonight. Was I started like doing this whole like shuffle? Like, if the Jets do get one pick and they take Lawrence or they take Fields or like you're saying, okay, now they don't. They take they keep Darnold. I was looking down through the list of stuff. I mean. Jalen Hurts is clear, in my opinion, right now, the best quarterback in Philly. Right. 100%, yes. Right now, he's the better quarterback. And it came out, and it didn't take long for it to come out. Wentz wants out of Philly, right? Yep. He wants out of Philly. He doesn't think he's – he doesn't like the idea of being a backup and yada, yada. So I started looking at some of this, and I'm like, there's some. there could be some serious QB shuffling in the next – in this offseason. Is it similar to this year? Serious. There, there's a, there was a lot of shuffling this year. So here's what I have written down. Let me know what you think. I mean, these are just some of this is like I think they need it or do they need it? Do the Bears stick with Trubisky? He's looked good. I mean, they actually their record is better when he plays. Yeah, he may, when, when as well played. as he's looked the past three weeks. Right, he may have earned himself at least another year. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Trubisky will be their starter next year. Yeah. Yep. So then here's the irony, too, of speaking of Trubisky, is, no, wait, it's not Trubisky. So Tannehill is playing the Raiders this week, right? Or no? Tua. Tua. Playing Tua. So there's like a circle there. So there's a possibility Mariota is starting this week. If Mariota starts and they win, they could be knocking out knocking out the Dolphins from playoff contention, I believe, or putting them on the on the bubble. Um, yeah. Okay. If Baltimore wins, I think they jump them. But. Yeah. So what would happen there? The circle is, is Mariota was in Tennessee, was replaced by Tannehill. Tannehill was replaced by Tua in Miami, and there's a possibility that Mariota just kind of ends up being the reason that the Dolphins don't make the playoffs. Yep. Listening to that today on McAfee yep. show. So I mean, there's I'm trying to, just off the top of my head. There's probably four or five teams that need a quarterback. Oh yeah, more. All right, you ready? Let's hear. It. Washington, they stick with Alex Smith because Haskins is not the answer. In fact, they stripped Haskins of being a captain today because he was prefers the strip club over top of studying film. Was that a pun? <laughs> strip him. Yeah, yeah, there was no pun intended until later today, but, I mean, I don't know if Smith's the answer long term. I mean, he still got a calf strain there, like being super cautious right now because it's the same leg. Right. Long term, I don't think Washington has their – I don't think Washington has their long-term solution at court right. currently. So there's some more shuffling. Does Rivers? Well, I don't know what his, what's his contract right now. He signed. That's why I just looked up one year. Is it a one year? But and there's been talk of Wentz going back with Frank Reich because Frank right. Reich was in Philly with so him. So there's the so. shuffling. So we got that. Do the Giants stick with Danny Dimes? I think the Giants have looked better with McCoy at quarterback than they did with Danny. Granted, there's some there's some. I think they got a good coach, new coach in New York. They don't have, they don't have Saquon. I guess you could factor that in. Mm. Uh, last week, I don't think is a, they could have put up more points last week, but they went for it on fourth down like three times and didn't get it. And I think the Giants have a lot more issues to worry about than a new, a new quarterback. Right, Danny. I don't think Danny's a bad quarterback. He could be like a Donald situation. You just got to get him some, get him some weapons. Patriots. Cam Newton. I think he's done. Oh, yeah. My personal opinion. I've been saying it for a while. 
I think there's no the Patriots are stupid if they stick with Cam Newton and not just go instead him and try to develop him and see what he's got. Yeah, and well, and looking at the Patriots lineup, I don't you couldn't put any quarterback there and succeed right now. Probably not. With Brady, you could you could take get those unknown receivers and have a a good team, but you can't, you can't bring any other quarterback in there. I mean, you couldn't go and get Winston and say, hey. Winston, you can play with these guys. There's no one there. True. Uh, yeah, I can see that. But I watched Cam play, and I think he looks awful. I don't oh, think his shoulders 100. percent Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's healthy. And oh. I'm. Gu- I'm guessing we. There's talk of Stidham starting Monday night the against next, the Bills. The next two nights. So, yeah, next two games. It. I think it'll be interesting after the season ends if, depending on what, if it comes out that Cam has to have <clears> surgery <throat> or something. He looks weird when he throws. It looks like he's always looked weird when he throws. But it's though. he's always been just all arm. But now it looks like when he goes to throw a ball, he like leans back. A couple times I watched the game because it was the only shitty game on TV this weekend. But a couple times he leaned back to throw. I seriously thought he was going to throw a thirty yard bomb down the sideline, and he threw it eight yards across the middle. Yeah, he like tips back and like it's almost like he uses leverage and it comes out low. It just looks weird. He doesn't look normal. Yeah, I mean you think about it, in Carolina, they had a great running game. Yeah, when he was there. He ran the ball. He was a lot younger. Healthier. I, I don't remember his mechanics so much, but when he first came in the league, I thought he had an, an absolute cannon. He did. Him. Dude, whether, he was missing whether throws. It was, whether it was efficient or not, I mean, he could throw a serious right, yeah. ball. Yeah, he could throw. He just never had I, – I don't think he ever had the mechanics to yeah. – Yeah, I don't think his shoulder's 100%. I mean, he he was missing guys 10, 12 yards. He was throwing it three yards short of them. It looked, it looked like there's no way that shoulder's 100%. Yeah. Uh, the other one I have is, it's been talked about now because they're losing, is what do the Steelers do about Big Ben? They, they need to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Whether he plays next year or not, I think, I don't know what Big Ben's contract looks like. Stat boy, I need you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, between Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster, they've got receivers. Mr. TikTok. We'll get into that. Yeah. I mean, they have receivers to throw to. And the uh, who's the tight end there? Ebron. They got Ebron. They yeah. got Claypool. Yeah. That's a, Washington. So they've got targets, like you Johnson. said. Yeah. They've, if if Big – I wouldn't be shocked to see Big Ben back next year, but, yes, I do think they need to draft his successor and at least get him into the system. And I agree 100%. Or pick up one of these guys that's sitting out there. Yeah. That's, you know, if you don't like what you like in the draft pool this year, I mean, grab one of these guys that might be sitting out there. So he's, he's got through next year. So this year and next year, he's got on his contract. He signed a two-year extension. So I would think they should be picking somebody up and assuming Ben's their starter next year and going forward. I, I thought they should have drafted a quarterback this year. I did too. But they got to face reality. Though. They they right. saw their backups last year play, and yeah. it wasn't pretty. So. so given how bad you started this with the, the Eagles, so when we were texting Ron, they were one – I said they were one four and one through six games. Yeah, and that's in my opinion when they should have gone to Hertz. We talked about it. We said they should move on yeah. and just at least try it. Like, do you have something with Hertz or yeah. not? Find out. So, in my opinion, Hertz should be their long term solution. So, as bad as Wentz has looked, and I've I've only watched like a couple of their games, and I think he's looked horrible. His accuracy, yeah. it, yep. it just does not look good. Yep. Do you really think a team would trade for him and take a chance on him, knowing he's got? I think he's got four or five years left at like thirty million. He's got a lot on his contract. Yeah, that's I think it would take a team like Indianapolis with Frank Reich, who already knows him, 
Like they would have to have a system, unless Belichick. You know, Belichick thinks he can fix them. Right. I think he ends up somewhere, and they. You have to. It's one of those things we've talked about. You got to put a system around him that works for him. Right. His style. And I believe he has most turnovers in the league over the last two years. Sacks. Yeah, sacks as well. And I think it's there's a serious issue there with him. And I think honestly, a change of. And knowing Jameis threw thirty interceptions last year, <laughs> right? That's a big statement. Yeah, I think he's got like forty-three turnovers in the last two years, or something I just, like that. Like you he say, has looked awful. Frank Wright or Belichick that think they could fix him. I don't know, but that seems like a huge risk to take on that contract. I think some of it with him is it's a uh, it's a mental struggle. Like it's, I think it's between his ears. You know, yeah. they drafted Hurts. I felt like there was some added pressure there, whether he'll ever admit it or not. I feel like there's a little bit of added pressure there for him to go out and perform. So and if week he, to week, and then you got the media down there, especially yeah. in Philly. You know, do we move on from once? Do we move on from once? And it's just so if he's not good under that pressure, right? Picture him in a new city, a team that just traded for him, and now you feel like, okay, I, I have to perform again because this team traded for me. I could see him buckle under that, right? I could see him if they'll allow it, uh, going maybe like Washington. Where they're trying to, you know, they got McLaren, they got a couple decent receivers. Like, do you go there and try to develop? They got a solid defense, a defense that could keep him in games. And they've seen him a lot being in the division. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll allow that to happen or they'll trade within a division, yeah. but. I mean, I'm I'm sure somebody will take a chance on him. I just. He has looked it, awful. It's though. like a borderline untradeable contract in my eyes. It's but. I don't disagree. It's looked really bad. Uh, the other one I have is the Saints. I mean, they won some game with Taysom Hill. I don't think Taysom Hill's long-term no. a solution, but, man, Breeze did not look good the other night. I, one, there's, his defense, I think he's still hurt. There's no way he's healthy. There's no way he's hurt. And I actually look, I, what I noticed, I think he was wearing bigger pads. Yeah, he. they talked about that in the game. He had one of those, I forget the brand, the compression Frack. T-shirt with all the padding in it under his shoulder pads, which he's never worn It looked before. like his jersey was too I mean, big I for him. I think you'd have to wear that yeah. no matter what. Yeah. They're Anybody at, that breaks their ribs, I assume, would. Because on the broadcast, they were asking Tony Romo about that, if he's ever worn one, and is it uncomfortable. And So, so yes, he had. Romo couldn't remember to make concussions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he had a. He wasn't 100%. Suit. He had some sort of suit under shoulder pads that was way more padded than usual. But, they, I mean, they spent a lot of money on Taysom Hill. I mean, same thing. Not, I don't think as bad as Pittsburgh, but do they start looking at, like, a long-term backup? I know they got Winston, but. I don't trust Jameis Winston, but. Yeah. I think Taysom I, Hill is outstanding in that wildcat Swiss Army knife kind of role. I think he's great in that, but yeah, I don't think he's a long term quarterback. quarterback long right. term. I mean, we know obviously James <laughs> threw a lot of interceptions, but at least we know. I mean, what they go seven nine? We said last year the Bucks, something like that. I mean, so we know he has won. It's not Hill who's played six games, so at least it's somebody who potentially, and they like to throw the ball. And now you got a year where he's Watch hasn't Reeves. even seen the field. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it could help. Maybe it hurts. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I don't, yeah. I don't another know. team that will need one soon, another three years, but yeah, I start thinking is Minnesota with Cousins. Yeah, you could get rid of him now. I'm I'm not even in that I don't I'm not even I don't have a team in that division. I have a dog in that fight, but that guy is so overpaid. But someone someone's gonna take him. Uh the other one I have is I have a couple more for you guys. Falcons, you got to start thinking long term there. I mean, I mean Matt Ryan is not consistent anymore. He's not the guy. He's not Matty Ice. 
I think I think a bigger question for them is Julio Jones, though. He's a problem too. I mean, is who I don't know what he's got to be thirty, close to it. Yeah. I could look as I'm looking. At Always my phone. hurt. I was trying to find. Always hurt. Yeah. Always hurt. Uh, and this one I think is there's a possibility it's a done deal. Uh, the Lions and Matt Stafford, another guy that I feel like every week somehow stubs his toe and gets hurt on the field. It's like, dude, I mean, not that it's a good organization, but I think it'd be. I don't think Matt Stafford's done. I think he's done in Detroit. I think he could end. Yes, I think he could end up in New England. I could see that too. Julio will be 32 before next season. Yeah, in February he turns 32. So I think Stafford's another one. I mean, they're already talking like, is he done? Is this week? This last week? I mean, they've got it. They've he's not playing. I don't think this week actually. No, they've been rebuilding forever. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, since so like what eighty? And, <laughs> and it recently fired Matt Patricia, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, why not have a head coach come in, have a completely fresh start with a new quarterback? And, and then the other one I'm throwing out there is the 49ers. I think. I don't. I know I'm not I'm one of those people. I don't think Jimmy G is as good as everyone thought he was. He has at times looks decent. I think he's he was great in New England because he fit the system. <coughs> but they uh, did you see they signed Rosen because Mullins is yeah. having Tommy John surgery. Yep. I th- a lot of I know a lot of Niners fans are hoping for the kid out of BYU. Oh okay yes I can't so, I watched him play yesterday. Wilson I think his name is yeah so they're they're hoping for him I guess so I think they're kind of writing Jimmy G off. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what his contract looks like. So yeah, I think that's another guy who could end up someplace else. Does he go back to New so England? Does he go back to New England where Belichick has won with him before? Because yeah. then they say it was the rumor always was that he left because of Brady. Brady didn't want him there. How? So that's why I was looking up Belichick's age, and I couldn't find his contract. How much longer does Belichick go? If know. you know they haven't looked good this year, if they have another bad season next year, is he like? I don't want to do hanging up. I know he's. I think he's made comments like, "I don't want to be part of a rebuild." Right. Yeah. I mean, at that age, I don't think you want to. No. Right. It's. And, no. And is he training his kid to take over? That's a hell of a haircut his kid's oh, got. Jeez. <laughs> it's a terrible mullet. <laughs> yeah. So, those are my. I mean, there's a lot of. I think there's gonna be a lot of shuffling. I think it'd be fun to watch. I can't wait to sit on the sidelines and watch that. But yeah, I remember. Draft night could be a lot of fun this year. Yeah. Remember, nine months ago when we sat here and we discussed the QB carousel. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing next year. Yeah. How about you mentioned Juju? Big Ben called a players only meeting today. Uh, Juju apologized. Uh, yeah. Juju apologized via Twitter after the meeting. McAfee made a comment. He like He's like, I, I can see already. He's like, Roethlisberger walked in the room. Probably walked up to the mic and said, hey, uh, yeah, I called a players-only meeting today. Uh, go ahead with your questions. <laughs> <laughs> but so I got to – what I want to ask you guys is Tomlin made a comment. And I'm like, okay, that is total bullshit. That is total bullshit. Tomlin said that Juju dancing on the opposing team's logo does not motivate or irritate the other team that – once we step between the two white lines, we're professionals here. And I'm like, I do believe some of the bills said, oh, yeah, we noticed it. Josh, we, we have Josh Allen on audio uh, yeah. me- mentioning it before they went out. And you can't tell me that some of those guys are like, I cannot wait to take a shot at this clown. <coughs> do you think it's, do you, do you guys think it's motivating or not? Uh, oh, boy. 
I'm very on the fence about this. I maybe I'm becoming a grumpy old man, but I think the <laughs> the dancing TikToky stupid <laughs> bullshit is stupid. Oh yeah. I think I think Juju looks like a an idiot doing this. Um if they'd won two of the last three games, we wouldn't be talking about it. I agree. This is the world we live in now with social media and whatnot. Ultimately, him dancing pregame, in my opinion, doesn't affect the game at all. If if you see Juju coming across the middle to catch a pass, whether he TikToked or not, you might go out of your way a little bit to hit him a little bit harder. Right. Sure. But beyond that, I don't really see how. As a motivating factor? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I, I would agree with you that. You don't think they're motivated as hell to go out and win the games anyways? No, no I, I 100% agree right. with that. The build, obviously, the audio of Allen was the first time we, anybody's really, we've heard say anything about it, but that we that we already knew that game was huge. Yeah. So it had nothing. Correct. Him doing TikToks on the, he's been doing it all year. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the right. game, them winning or losing. Right. Like Whatever. The, like the Bills didn't go out and were like, eh, we're not really into this. And then all of a right. sudden, oh, Juju's <laughs> dancing. Let, let's right. do, let's go. So like I guess that, it the, didn't go that. The right way to answer ask my question is right. There's I, I agree with you. There's they don't need more motivation. Mm-hmm. Do you think this guy's taking a couple extra shots or been roughed up a little bit because he's I, doing it? I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Would I mean, you, you do got, it? Would not I not dance? Walk. Would you rough him up a little bit? Yeah. Oh, I would too. Yeah. As a competitor, yeah. I'd be like, dude, I cannot wait to bust this dude in the mouth first chance I get. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, that whole team does it, right? Chase is big on TikTok as well. So Yeah, I saw the other day, two week, it was a week ago, after they played the Bills, somebody tweeted that Claypool had posted more TikToks than he had receptions this year. <laughs> but again, to Russ's point, it's, it's the world we live yeah, in. Yeah, it is. And I, I've always been on the fence of, on the side of, uh, okay, the guy's posted a bunch of TikToks, sure. He shows up to work and does his thing, and when he goes home, if he wants to spend all night in his apartment, Dancing and uploading this bullshit to social media, then <laughs> what? Who like who cares? It, we so, t- and we talked about it a few weeks ago. Two of us at this table don't have TikTok. I, don't, I definitely don't. Okay, neither do I. <laughs> I'm getting old. I don't do any TikToks. Please don't stop um, videos. You're doing TikToks. I should. <laughs> we should do some. Um, we talked about a few weeks ago, though. It'd be interesting. The guys, 15 years ago, how yeah. how big would this have been? Yeah. If if this was a thing then, who who would have been doing it then? Because yeah. I think we would have had the same thing, right? And Juju's yeah. not a obviously when he came in from USC, everybody's like, oh, he's going to be a stud. And I cannot stand the guy listening to him, but Nick Wright, who who's been on Coward, I know you're talking about this guy's dumber than a football. He, he's been all over harassing Allen like the entire year, yeah. saying how bad he is, but. He he made a good point today. He goes he goes I don't care. He's he's like 65th in the NFL in receptions this year. Like he's not he's not a star. No. He's just an average receiver. So who cares what he's doing? I think he's just an average right. receiver because there's too many there. Yeah. Not too many in a bad way. There's just other receivers and other targets yeah. too. They and have quality receivers. Deontay Johnson's probably better and Claypool they'll both probably be better than Juju, so. Yeah. yeah. When I think of the Steelers, I- Based on this year, I think a Chase Claypool was their top. Yeah, top and Juju only became big because that's he was there <coughs> he got when that. Antonio Brown yeah, left. He, he was in that feud yeah. basically with Brown. So, so, yeah. 
So I, yeah, if I, if I had an open shot on Juju that I thought I could maybe pull up on, maybe I'd make the decision. Hey, I'm going to hit him anyways, or I'm going to go out of my way to hit him a little harder. Yes, admittedly, absolutely, I absolutely would. But too. motivate me to win the game more. No, agree with that as well. Definitely not. I mean, I think like I put it. You know, if a guy came out and did that bullshit in the middle of the hockey rink and before the game, right. there might be a fight pregame. Yeah, yeah, there might be. That's see, that's a that's a bit of a different animal because yeah. I'm going to get a two minute instigator, but I could I could grab you by the collar and literally feed your lunch to you, yeah. knock your teeth out. Yeah, it's a little bit different in that arena. But. Yep. So I, I, I just, he doesn't do it. Well, I think some guys are out there. It's not like he doesn't when both teams are out there warming up. He does it early on. He did it in front of uh, Bill's yeah, punters. Does. Well, yeah. right, but that's not, there's only a few guys out there. It's not like both full teams right. are out there when he's doing he it. Have the balls. Well, there's some guys that I think in every NFL team that think if they were out there. So, do you remember that they, they played Thanksgiving, right? They, they played Cubs too. No, they didn't. They didn't. That was a, okay. That was, that was the Baltimore game. We got delayed for when they played Dallas. Yeah. I think that's when I first noticed that he was starting to do it. He scored a touchdown and started to run to midfield, and that's when a little scrum happened. And, when they were playing Dallas, and I'm like, I think he was heading, yeah, to the to do the to thing. To like, did it, yeah. But I'm like, I think that's what he was trying to do. Then he started doing his whole like yeah. dance and pregame, and I'm like, come on, man. I mean, if this if these pregame TikTok dances, if he was doing them in the end zone instead of on this midfield logo, again, might not even be talking about right. It. And like you said, if they've won two of the last three, yeah. are we still talking about it? Yeah. But yeah, I'm 100. percent That dude's coming across the middle. I'll take the fifteen yard penalty to right, right, remind him like you don't yeah. do that shit. Yeah. And coach might tell you that. I mean, they would never admit that, but right. hey, if you get a if you get a fifteen yard personal foul for <laughs> targeting or something. I'm gonna yell at you like a mad, but I'm yeah. not. But yeah. but at the same time, I, bet, I I think the coach would be they'd be pissed probably if someone took a penalty because you hit in a guy extra hard because he was doing a TikTok dance. Like that might that might upset your own coach more. I'm still if giving you, the guy a little. If you're action. winning a game, 32 to 10 well, at the you, end of the game. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. Coach yeah. might tell you, hey. But go, if you're in like, it. yeah, you if it's a close game yeah, and, yeah. and you do that, like, yes, you'd be stupid yeah. to do anything to jeopardize potentially Way, winning, right, winning the game. Yeah. But unless you're, I don't know. Last week, the Bengals, the Bengals don't give two shits. They're not, <laughs> you know, they got two wins on the year. He took a shot early in that game. Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a prime example. Like, hey, I could probably just go tackle you. Nah, I'm going to try to run. You know, I'm going to try to freight train you. Yeah. 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 And, and he fumbled. Speaking of Bengals, <laughs> Ryan Finley is my third star of the week. Getting his first career win and him laughing under the pile as he scored a touchdown. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> the unbeatable Steelers, according to Steelers fans, get beat by a, what, 2-11 and 11 team? Three, now 3-11 and 11 team? Yeah. Into a quarterback who threw for less than 100 yards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about in the daily one. Yeah. <laughs> 96 yards or something. Three or four. Yeah, it wasn't even 100 yards. Uh, so let's get into some uh, college football. I mean, I'm pumped for the way the NFL is going to pan out the next couple of weeks. But let's get into some college football. When I first started looking into this today, I'm like, yeah, I really don't give a shit about the college football thing. But then the more I looked into it, I'm like, yeah, I can't give a shit about this, and I got some stuff to say. So they came out and they announced after last Saturday the four teams. It was what? Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. So here's my first takes on this. Everyone said Notre Dame shouldn't be in. Probably not. Yeah, they should be in. They lost one game to Clemson. Blown out of the water. 
They only they're only quality. I mean, they have a- other. And I'm got blown out by Alabama earlier in the year. Still, but here's my other thing: say Notre Dame's in. Okay, whatever. I don't think Ohio State should be there. I agree with that because of the number of games they played. But the committee said, "Don't give does, a shit." But they're the ones choosing, right? They said the number of games you played had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I don't care if they were quote unquote. They think they're one of the best teams in the country. I mean, you go look and see who Ohio State's played. It's not great. It's not great who they've played. I think if you look, they played like one ranked team, right? Northwestern was a, the, so, the Big Ten title game. Right. Only. Other than that, they played one ranked. So here's my problem with this. I don't think Ohio State should be in. But we're punishing Ohio State if we say, well, you shouldn't be in because you only played six games. Because the Big Ten is the problem there. The Big Ten right. was the one that held up them starting the season when everybody else said, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to find a way to do it. So they then they 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 didn't leave themselves enough time to be like okay if we have games canceled how do we make them up they didn't do that right so no Ohio State's played six games Ohio State should not be in the playoff I don't give a shit how good people think they are and maybe they might be that good if you played six games Texas A and M in my opinion should be in so so I don't know if the committee will never admit this but I think part of the issue is they already saw Alabama because if A and M got in they would have been the four seed. If Ohio State was out, Notre Dame would have moved to the three seed. I I don't think they would want to see Alabama A and M again after Alabama already destroyed them once this year. I think it comes down to pure money, it's showing how corrupt politics well, and the NCA are. And right, and that was part of the reason they moved the Rose Bowl from California to Texas so they could have fans. Yep. And then you'd expect Alabama because the two semifinal games are Dallas and New Orleans now. Yep. You'd expect Alabama to go to New Orleans. They're going to Texas. But that was based off New Orleans can only have 3,000 fans and Dallas can have 16,000. So they said they wanted more fans to be able to see the number one you're team. You're going to get Bama fans. But you're, you're going to see a lot of Notre Dame fans, right? right? Notre Dame travels. So I think you're going to see an even split between those teams there. But This is my problem with college football because I've said before that I don't follow it closely enough to give a shit about a team. And it's because I think there's just there's not enough structure there. You you could go out. I mean, I wrote it down. I mean, Coastal Carolina maybe not the toughest schedule. It still went out one one eleven and zero. Right. Cincinnati is a big one. Cincinnati, BYU, like those schools went out and played, you know, won double digit games. And here we are talking about a team that's won six games. Like how is that? How is that okay? And it comes down to money, in my opinion. And like you said, they'll never admit it, but that's absolutely what it is. Yeah, right. That's how. Right. NCAA. The March Madness, that's how it works. You're going to go here because we're going to make more money. Yeah, it's going to come to the regions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you, you know that Ohio State lobbied big time to be in you know, the Big Ten because if they're, go, if they're in those top four teams and they go, they play, they win their first game and they go to the second game, the school gets money. Yeah. well, and A lot of money. I think it would have been interesting if Big Ten stuck to their guns and said, Ohio State, you're not playing a Big Ten title game because then we would have saw – a&M and Notre Dame, man. Well, but then we got interesting, I think. Does Oklahoma jump A&M? Now they didn't in the final rankings. They were six, but because they won the Big 12. Right. Whereas A&M didn't even play in the SEC title game. Right. And I think, I don't know. I think a lot of the stuff, too, was, I'm not going to get huge into politics, but I still think that there was teams that had, quote-unquote, COVID issues to avoid an ass whipping or potential loss. I really do because, yeah. you know, and was Ohio State one of them? I don't know, you know, because they found a way with six games 
six wins to get into the, you know to, to play for a national championship. And, yeah, and in my opinion, probably the best four teams in college football are the ones that are in right now. But do you think it, Ohio it, State deserves to be there? They probably don't deserve it, but if they played eight games, they're going to be a top four team in the country. Eight games to me, even though it's only two more, is more reasonable than six. Right, but A&M only played eight, so. I'd rather see A&M. Well, it's just, just me. I just, I, I that's what I think plays in the committee is, do you want to see Alabama A&M again? But that's the problem. I, I don't want to see Alabama Notre Dame, personally. Right. That's going to be a blowout. It is going to be a blowout. Well, I think that's why I people. I thought that CC title game would be a blowout, That's why too, I think people didn't want Notre Dame in, right? They they've Dude, they just got right, blown out by Clemson. Like, what are you going to do against 2012. They played Alabama national title game and got beat forty-two to three or yeah, whatever yeah. Manti Teo and his girlfriend were doing, and then or lack thereof. <laughs> and then they, um, what two years ago they played Clemson and got beat thirty-five to three. Yeah. So when it counts, they don't play. And even early in the year, I think Brian Kelly, maybe not even early in the year, he said, "Oh, we're going to boycott the playoff." But now they're in, so now they're not going. Oh to do yeah, it. I did see that. Yeah. Because I was reading tweets when they were getting blown out this weekend. People were like, oh, he was serious about boycotting the playoffs. <laughs> so we're going to blow it out, and people assumed they wouldn't get in. But the, Notre Dame is one of those teams that, sorry, Geezy, you don't want to hear this word, Tony, but I've, I've told them both this. Notre Dame, I used to joke with people and say, do they still have their contract where they play their games on the History Channel? Because that's where you guys all live is in the past. And it's like I always said, oh, Notre Dame's like America's team. They got the NBC contract where they're always on TV. Just comes down to money, and that's college basketball. It's, college sports are unbelievably corrupt. I enjoy watching college basketball, but at the end of the day, it's just everything's about. It's almost like politics, like who's in whose pocket, like how much money you got. I mean, you know, how many people on the committee or you know they want to see a Big Ten school? I don't know. So it's in a, shady in a normal year, I'd be curious where Notre Dame would be ranked. Me too, because they wouldn't have played they. They may have played Clemson because they play ACC games or whatever it is. Yep. They wouldn't have played Clemson in the ACC title game, and they wouldn't have played a title game. And if they were ten and zero at the end of the year, eleven and zero, they're probably sitting at the two seed. And they squeaked by beating Clemson first time with no Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. So no Trevor Lawrence. And it'd be, so it would been interesting who they would have because they did they did beat Carolina, which was a big win for them. Yep. Carolina ended up twelfth or thirteenth in the rankings. Yeah, but it would be, it would have been interesting if they play if this was a normal year and they played just the six or seven eight games whatever they played in the ACC, where that would have let them be in the in the rankings. Dude, what the hell's going on with Heisman? I I've because we've talked about it before. Like you're you're big on I know you like Trevor Lawrence. I mean I don't we all like him, but there's really there's a lot of chatter right now that he's he's not going to win the Heisman. He probably won't. He missed two games. I don't know how you can make that argument in this season. Oh, I, I agree. That he but missed two games. I think that's why. That's what the, that's. It could come I, down I, to that. I but. think it comes down to it's. I think it's going to Mac Jones or Devontae Smith are going to get it. That's from what Alabama. Always, always blew my mind about the Heisman, and here's I, here's where I started losing interest in the Heisman. I wasn't a big college football fan, but you still turned on the TV and watched the Heisman that night. You watch yeah. the, you know, you watch the ceremony and stuff. It was a big deal. Yeah. I always made sure I'm like, oh, hey, Heisman's on there. I'm going to watch that. And then it turned into like, well, you took a little bit of money, so we're going to take your Heisman away. And I'm like, time out. 
When we talk about who won in the Heisman, we don't talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the guy, you know, did some community service or, he, you know, he did all this. We, we don't talk about how he was in bio class. We talk about how many yards he ran, how many yards he threw, how many touchdowns he had, how many sacks he had. We talk about those things. And now you want to say face is a NCAA and a committee? Be like, well, we're going to take yours away because you didn't meet the ethics. It's like, oh, now you want to talk about the ethics? Yeah. When, when are they, I, don't, I don't know when they're announcing that. It's got to be coming up, right? Because they announced it before the national championship game or I the mean, playoffs. It, it, usually it would have been like a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. Normally. It's got to be coming up. But, yeah, I'm listening to, like, some stuff on, like, media and stuff. I'm like, are people really not even mentioning Lawrence in the Heisman conversation right now? I think he's jumped back in because Fields hasn't looked good. Yeah. I don't know how you not put him in that mix or him. He wins it. Right. I, if somebody's if somebody's going to argue that he missed two games, so he's not. So they played, Clemson played 11 games. Yeah. I understand it's two different topics. But how can you argue that he's not Heisman worthy when he played nine games and the two he missed were COVID related? He wasn't injured. Right. He wasn't ineligible. Right. Or, you know, academically or anything. Right. How can you argue that he can't win the Heisman because he only played nine games, yet Ohio State could win the national championship only playing six? And the only reason he missed the second game is because, and he could have, he said he was fine to play and he could have played, but the timing of like the test and the stuff based on the ACC's protocols. Kept him out of the game, so he couldn't play. Right. He was he, he said I could have played, but because of their protocols and the timing of all the tests he had to do in the days, he didn't play. Right, uh, and I, I like your point. Like, you just, how do you say that when a guy just because he missed two games because of it's an, it's an abnormal year, right? Right. I think that if the Heisman wants to be the Heisman, who's the best player in the country? That's what the Heisman is. Yeah, it might be Devontae Smith though. <laughs> it's tough, man. I mean, that's Alabama's receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And, that, and that's hard to compare. You can't – I mean, we could look at Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones because they're both quarterbacks. But it's hard. It's harder to compare a receiver yeah. and quarterback. Yeah. Let me ask you this. They're, it's essentially the MVP of college football, right? Yeah. So, we could Alabama win without that wide receiver? No. I don't, don't think so. Because their other receiver got hurt. You don't think they'd run the ball over everybody? Maybe. Right. Najee Harris Harris. might be in the mix at that point. So, but I, I just, mean, he was a he was a. I think he may have been like number two or number three favored to be in the year. Right. My thing with Lawrence is, is sorry, bud. <laughs> My thing with Lawrence is, we watched we watched that team. We watched Clemson struggle and lose to Notre Dame, and then we saw what happened when he came back and played that same Notre Dame team. Yeah. The difference he makes to that team. That's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. And the Heisman will be awarded January fifth. Okay. So right before the national title game. Yeah. I think that's a seventh, maybe. And how many do they usually nominate? Is it like four? Usually it's four, but it might just be top three. I don't know. So depending on who votes for this. Which is the old Heisman winners. Okay. Will Alabama backers split their votes between Mac and the receiver? That's potentially what they're talking about. screw each other, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Is does Does that hurt them to have two guys? Because I don't know even who you would throw the fourth in there. Is there a media vote in that? No, it's straight Heisman. There is a media award though, isn't there? For like, a, yeah, there's a media award for Player of the Year. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't. Know. I, don't I, I haven't watched enough. I don't watch a ton of college football. I definitely haven't watched enough Alabama to really comment on it. Right. I've tuned into a few Clemson games. I do yeah, enjoy same. watching them, 
And when you watch them, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence looks like one of the best college football players I've ever seen, and I don't know how you can. I don't know. Yeah, there. I mean, I forget. I think somebody said this could be the, potentially the first number one pick. Well, offensive number one pick that has never won the Heisman. That's crazy. Because there's been a couple offensive linemen and things, but that right there kind of speaks volumes for it. Yeah. To me, I mean, I think what you were going to say, what stands out to me is it's essentially the MVP, right, of college football. And he's clearly the MVP, in my opinion, because we saw what Clemson did against Notre Dame without him. And then we yeah. saw what Clemson did with him. And their defense played better second game, which right. but was I mean, big. Scoring looked – I mean, I think their backup they have there could have a good future, Clemson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He was like a five-star recruit or something like that. But uh, I, I just don't know how you – I don't know. Still Trevor Lawrence. I think he still needs a haircut. <laughs> Sunshine. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on. Uh, trying to think what else I have here. Ooh, I I was going to ask you, um, how was your night last night? Did you, did you watch the ring ceremony? I did. So, yeah. Oh, boy. I'll, I will give the Lakers credit for how they did that. Having the family recording. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, I kind of wish they would do that every year. Yeah. I didn't write it down. I almost was going to give them a star for doing that. That was. I did like the way they did do the presentation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was like third quarter or something. LeBron. I don't even remember what happened. He got called for a foul. And he in his typical like freak out mode. I I was I was trying to pause it on a good spot to take a picture and send you guys and be like, this should be the new fucking logo for the NBA. <laughs> That's all this guy does. Uh, he didn't even know. play last. I didn't know. I thought they said in he the rolled fourth, an ankle. I, in the fourth quarter, they said it was. Yeah, he, I don't know. He, like last fifteen or eighteen minutes, he didn't even play. Yeah, he he rolled his left ankle. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. I was. I was happy to see the Clippers win. So I wanted to show you. You're not going to be able to see this on the video or while you're listening. I'm sorry. You can look it up, though. Uh, I saw this earlier, and I did, like, a double take. I was doing some research. The 76ers in their uniforms last night looked 76ers? like. 76ers? Yeah, it looked like. They didn't play last. They didn't play last. wasn't last. Whenever this picture oh, was taken. This morning. Today, maybe. Whenever this picture was taken, the picture of their, I'm assuming, their newer uniforms. I don't know if they had a contest. With like children to design uniforms, maybe it's for charity. You should I be careful. I don't turn on my mic off so I don't get in trouble. I'm asking, <laughs> but dude, this looks like something you doodle on a notebook while you're in study hall. Look at those uniforms. Yeah, that does not look good, and it it almost looks like a serious throwback to like the 1930s or something. Yeah, it seriously, looks like something you would like while you're scribbling on your notebook. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of. Is like the old Syracuse jerseys. That is that awful. say Syracuse and like cursive. They like did the Sixers and they're like, is oh, that, we forgot is, the seventy. We're gonna. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have a problem with cursive writing as a like script writing on a uniform. There's, there's a lot of teams that have that. Yeah, that looks sports, like a four year old designer. But yeah, the seventy, you almost can't read it. And then the Sixers in bold is like, yeah, I hate their uniforms that have the abbreviation. Just the P-H-I-L oh, or whatever yeah. it is. To me, that's stupid. Are those their, you know how they release those jerseys for all the teams? I don't know what they're called. I, I doubt those would be the ones that, you know, like the Miami have the, the Heat have the Miami Vice ones. Oh, oh the city. city. Yeah, the city. city I don't think they are, but I, don't know. I, look, I did like a double take and I'm like, are those like, did they do something with like a children's hospital, a charity? Because that's what it looked like somebody designed them. 
and really poorly. Did you listen to much of the, the TNT studio stuff with Shaq and Barclay? I love listening to them. So. Oh my god, they're they're so funny. Shaq's the man. Between Shaq and Barkley, and they were going they were going off on Houston didn't even play, and they were going off on Houston. <laughs> Barkley was because <laughs> they were talking about all these good young players for Brooklyn because Brooklyn played. <clears throat> they were one of my stars. Their offense looked was clicking big time. Yeah. They looked really good. Barkley's just going off on. I think he actually said, like, those idiots down there in Houston yeah. for not accepting this trade. Just talking about, was it Allen, the center? Yeah. A couple other guys are like, why would Houston not accept this trade and get that headache of Harden out of there and get this package of, you know, good young players? Did you hear them talk? I, I haven't read the article yet about Harden, but I guess Westbrook went off. I, I guess read I guess yet. there was times, like I said, I didn't read the article yet. In, in this article, I don't know who even wrote it, um, they asked – Westbrook, you know, what was it like playing with Harden? He said the guy is always late. He said we would be in film sessions, and they'd be like, oh, we got to wait for Harden. He goes, no, let's start the damn tape. Let's go. I I could see it. I, I definitely see that. And that and that, Shaq was pretty mad about it last night. He yeah. said that's one thing. Barkley said, if you're on time, you're late. Yeah. You're on an NBA team. Yeah. You should be there early. Because yeah. they were talking about preferential treatment. Yeah. They asked. Uh, oh, they were talking about that. They asked Paul too. George they asked about Paul George yeah. about the. Yeah, I did I, hear a little segment about that. I mean, I view, I view Harden as a giant headache. I don't know why other. Yeah. Some of these rumored trade deals. I don't know why the other team would want to give up. That's, right. Like I saw somewhere. I mean, he's he's a good scorer though. He well, can he, score. Yeah. But but somewhere I it seems like a headache. I, no, I know, but somewhere I saw like they were talking about like the Knicks rumored package would be R.J. Barrett, um, Julius Randle, and then like. Five first rounders, and I'm like, why would they give up on RJ Barrett to get this headache? Right. Three years from now, RJ Barrett could be as good or better than Harden. I mean, Harden's yeah. been surrounded by his entire career with a quality team, right? He's yeah. had so he's had what he's had Westbrook twice. Now he's like, you just look to me. It, it looks like he's just looking to get piggybacked, so he's gonna throw his ass so he can go to Brooklyn and get carried by Kyrie and KD. And then I, I've seen a couple clips of him doing press conferences. He's just an asshole. He's a stone-cold asshole. And so I, saw, I heard yesterday he, he threw a ball at a teammate in practice, got all mad, threw a ball at somebody. Well, he's part of the reason the Rockets aren't playing tonight. He broke protocol. And he broke – yeah, he did I that. Think, I think he is the reason they're not. <laughs> they haven't. Because there was questions whether or not he was going to play tonight if they played because he broke protocol. And then there was uh, – I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, they asked him in a Zoom call, uh, now that you've been here for like a week and you've been in camp, is your is your outlook or vision of what's going on here changed? He's like, next question. Dude, you might as well just say no. Right. Because you look like an – that's, that's what you said without saying it. Yeah, you've already, you've already said you want out, so. I know they have obli- league obligations, but at some point the league needs to tell those guys, don't even go to these press conferences. Because these guys going to these conferences and not answering a single question looks worse than him not being available to the media. Yeah, I think the media should stop showing up. Well, be like, yeah, we don't want to talk to you. Yeah. We don't give a shit about you. We want to talk to somebody who him did. specifically or in general. Just some of these guys. Yeah. You so see what KD say, did last night? Because unfortunately, that yeah, that yes, that was bad. But unfortunately, these media guys have a job. Their job relies right. on going and talking to these. Right, guys. especially if they are local to those areas. <clears throat> yeah. Did you what, see it last night? Did you see Durant's interview? Oh, well, I saw it, but I guess I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, Bar- Barkley asked him, I don't know, a long question. Welcomed him back, you know, fought back from the injury. How did 
something? Did you get into the groove of the offense? Did you feel good out there? Asked him like three questions, and Durant just looking at the floor goes, "Yes." He, Barkley just sat there. Barkley like, was like, he would. KD was still on the headset. He wasn't yeah. even off yet. And all four of those guys in the studio were like, "Well, that you know, what an asshole." Basically, Durant seems he has no personality to I, me. I think that I think they're all. I think there's a lot of assholes in that league. I mean, there's a lot of entitlement. LeBron's the same way. He started like, it. Harden, the, yeah. I think he the started. The way they it. interact with the media is horrible. They interact with the media, demand their contracts. I want to play with that guy. Never used to see that until LeBron started that bullshit. Never saw it. It's just it's 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 um, what's in my opinion. It makes people like me like yeah. I don't want to watch that yeah. shit. Durant's Durant's interview was embarrassing for the NBA. Absolutely. I don't care if you have an obligation. Like, how about a little respect? You're talking to Barkley. Yeah. yeah. Talking to Shaq. Yeah. You're not talking to some schmuck that doesn't know what he's talking about. And it, like, yeah, Barkley's like, did you just you know? I'm assuming you spent your time, you know, getting while you're getting healthy, just working on your game since you couldn't be with the team and work. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, he, I don't know. I don't know how Barkley didn't light him up. Yeah, I know. I would have been. He's got small, Durant's got smaller arms than I do. I see him out there running around, and I'm like, how does this guy not collapse? There's times I his see His legs him. looks like he's going to fold under him. Yeah, there's times I see him playing that I actually wonder the same thing. How, how do his legs not break? <laughs> I wonder if Barkley's going to pull him aside next time he sees him. Yeah. They might. Shaq might. Shaq said a couple things in a couple of those <laughs> interviews that I was surprised he actually said. He, he got right to the point. Actually, the entitlement thing to. Paul George, oh, yeah. one of them. Yeah, Barkley brought that up. Actually, there's, <laughs> there's rumors in your, of, you know, there's rumors of dissension in your locker room last year, and that you and Kawhi were getting preferential treatment and something else. And you know, what are your thoughts on that? And he he directly asked him some questions that I was like, oh, and, and even I think George's answer to that was even like, <clears throat> when you've been in the league and you 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 earn that. He he, right. ba- he basically said we're veterans that have been around a long time. We know what we need to be ready to play. He I thought I thought Paul George's answer was acceptable. He basically said, I've been around a long time. I know what I need to be ready to go out on that court and perform and I'm not gonna apologize for needing those things or something like that. I don't think Paul George is worth the money he just got. I think he was a better player in Indiana. Everyone gets it though, right? Yeah, but he was a better he I think he got overhyped leaving Indiana and he should have stayed. They, but the, my guess is they wouldn't put people around him, so he left. That's my guess. Yeah. I don't think he's. I think he's more of a role player, if anything. I don't think he's the guy that goes out and is the, yeah. you know, the main scorer, the ball handler. Yeah, he did last night. Yeah, yeah, he's capable of it. But I, I don't. It's that's why people don't. And it, it's funny you say that Shaq asked those questions. So clearly, we're not the only ones talking about like how these guys are just unbelievably entitled. Yeah, yeah the the way Shaq. Specifically, Shaq and Barkley, because there's also uh, Kenny, Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith, yep. and the dude that hosts. But Shaq and Barkley clearly were, you know, hey, I don't give a shit. I'm going to ask these questions, and the players might not like it. But there's, yeah. there's got to be a little bit between those two. They're all like, they're probably pissed off. Or like, we, you know, <clears throat> yeah, and we didn't do that shit, right? And we wouldn't. Ex- why, why do you guys think it's okay to do that? Yeah. And Barkley, to me, is one of the best personalities. He's very good for the sport of basketball. Yes, Shaq is a guy that. No matter what he asks, the players might not like it, but they can't question him for asking it. Right. Because he's been right. there and done everything. Right. Yeah, there's got to be a little bit of – got to show some respect to those guys that have – especially like a Shaq. Yeah. Like, it's it's bad. I mean, it's to me, the entitlement is unbelievable. It's just 
it's hurting hurting the NBA. They'll never admit it, but it's hurting the NBA. I mean, people get no one wants to watch that shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to watch your shitty interviews. I don't. I'm not saying you gotta fulfill some obligation to the media, but I get that. The, I've always been one like the media has some really stupid questions. Sometimes I don't disagree with that, but when you act like an asshole and you walk into the media room or Zoom call now, whatever you want to call it, you have set yourself up for the question like Harden got. Hey, has your view changed since you got here? Yeah. Like, like you've, you've opened that door for them. It's You've done it to yourself. And I just, I'm just so tired of these guys like, oh, I need to go here and I want this much money. And like I said last week, some of these guys are going to be really shocked in a few years if ratings drop, TV networks aren't willing to dole out the money to get NBA on the, you know, the rights. They're not going to pay these guys what they think they're worth. Yeah. It'd be interesting how it works out. But they're going to lose a lot of money. You got anything else, guys? We want to jump. Yep. Do we miss any stars? I got, I got a question for you guys. A thinking question. I've heard this twice, and I'm like, still can't figure it out. Three friends go to a hotel for the night. It costs $30. So they pay. They go up to their room. The guy at the front desk calls over the bellhop, says, hey, I, I overcharged those guys. So they paid $30, $10 each. I overcharged those guys. It's only $25. Can you take this $5 up to him? So as the bellhop's walking up, he says, how am I going to give $5 to three people? So he puts $2 in his pocket, and he gives them each back $3, or gives gives each guy a dollar back. So so each person paid $9 for the room now, right? Okay. Nine times three is 27. The bellhop put $2 in his pocket. That's 29. Where's the other dollar? Jesus Christ. Does he know what time it is? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll figure this shit out. I, I, I've heard this twice, and I, I can't figure it out. <clears throat> There's not a way to look it up. I don't know. I haven't like tried to look it up because I want to see if I can figure it out. But I'm gonna have to get back to you on this one. I'll have an answer next week for sure. I think about it because I might need you to like write this out in an email I so I can read it. <laughs> Russ is like stewing over here. I, I I can't figure it out. I don't get it. All right. Well, Russ is thinking. Uh, my third star of the week is the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia for win the AFC. But more importantly, the Bills and Bills fans won the NF or the NFL on Fox Fan of the Years. Their reward was a billboard anywhere they wanted, and that billboard just haps, happens to be in. Foxborough, Massachusetts, this week. Four minutes from Gillette Stadium. <laughs> they they on are the road. The entire thing. They are my first star. Yeah, it's been twenty five years. Fans, I think, have earned it, deserved it. Um, the franchise, being at McDermott, yeah, have done a great job. So those are my stars. Which is exactly opposite we've seen with the Sabers. But you doing math over there? Do you got any more stars? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm doing math and I, uh, I'll just go through my three real quick I already mentioned the Brooklyn Nets offense click last night They were really good uh, Charlie Woods we talked about my. I'm doing this out of order He would be my biggest star number yep. one. And uh, Josh Allen won the AFC Offensive Player of the Week again I believe that's the fourth time, fourth, time. fourth time this year So those are my stars I'm going to open my calculator back up <laughs> Alright well While Russ is doing math you going to have an answer next week or you want us to wait? I guess next week. 
I want to dig into this too. I want it written out so I can read it, kind of break it down. All right. There's something in I there. I can go through it again for you guys uh, after we do our stars. Yeah. Oh, I've got it. I've got I'm the done. question All in right. my head. Don't worry about he that. He doesn't know. He's right. lost. Well, again, thanks to Mooney's for the mac and cheese. Uh, it was delicious. And, uh, yeah, if you have a Mooney's nearby, go do that. If you don't have a Mooney's nearby, I'm, I really feel bad for you. But all right, guys, that's it for this week. What'd we write? Lasagna back uh, and cheese. Seven one. Seven five. That was seven two. Seven two. So that's our review. Again, thanks to Mooney's. I appreciate this. It's kind of last minute too. And Brian, Brian sent it right over. So I appreciate that. Uh, Merry Christmas to you boys. Yes. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, next week will be the thirtieth. My birthday. So maybe we'll get some like cookie cake or something out of the wife or party. So there's supposedly some birthday cake uh, jelly beans in that. <laughs> you want to test them out? We'll let you do there is a trick to this, by the way. I can show you after. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's it for today uh, or this week, guys. So, yep. See you.